tres, cuatro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live special event with Dottie the Psychic. Hello, Hello Dottie. How you doing, darling? I'm doing all right. Uh, I actually just cleaned the office today. I've been completely reorganizing it. Um, for like the first time since I moved in, I've like moved things back and forth, but I finally got all my costuming. Awesome. Which is nice because a lot of the reason I haven't been shooting like the big complicated videos like I used to do was because my costumes were in St. Albans. My shooting, my camera gear is here in Charleston. But uh, since I'm moving in with my fiance, I am actually putting all of my Dottie the Psychic stuff in my office. It, it feels really good to have all of your stuff in one place, doesn't it? It's hard to work when your stuff is is not in one place. Yeah. Um, I am thinking about starting to just carry my tripod and my camera around so that whenever I feel like it, I can shoot sections of a video because I've got some really cool ones coming up. Uh, one not so fun one that I need to get done, but y you never know. You never know. It's taken me this long. Like I, I've taken, I've been down for a while when it comes to those videos because I've been working on everything else. Yeah. Including this deck that I'm, Madame Tortuga's Oracle deck. That's right. And we are here tonight to share in the glory of this new deck. So I'm super excited. I have mine. I have not seen it. I have refrained from watching everybody else talk about it, videos about it. Whenever they did their reviews, I have stayed completely in the dark so that we could have this special live tonight. I, I'm. I really appreciate that. You, you well, remember, I know, because you've been here, you and I joined ASIN not too far apart. Like, ASIN, we joined Mystic PC, and that's how we kind of got to know each other, really. Yeah. So it was, I think I've been working on this, uh, this rendition, because this is actually something I've worked on for, for now a decade building this deck okay pause let's go let's go back what gave you the idea that you wanted to start your own deck so okay so back in the day back in the good old bad days and <laughs> i'm telling you what so uh, it's a big part of almost like you know, realize that it's almost a mythos but it really really happened sometimes i look at my life and say that shit really happened. Um, <laughs> I was married to an alcoholic for, I think we were actually married for nine years, but I don't usually count the last one because we were separated. But um, so because he was an alcoholic, but he wouldn't drink at home, which was nice, all things considered. He wanted to go to the bar to socialize. And that was like the only way he knew how to socialize was to go to the bar. And I hate going to the bar. I, I, it's uncomfortable. It's loud. It hits, uh, it's overstimulating. And the people there are often, you know, nobody wants to be the only sober one at a bar on a Thursday night. Yeah. So I would take the bar napkins and a pen. I would just ask the barkeeper for like a pen and a, and a napkin. And I just start drawing. I'm like, okay, I can't keep this up. This is like the third or fourth night I've done it. 
So I went and I bought a pack of blank index cards and pens and crayons. I don't think, I think I spent less than $5 on the original project. I actually still have it right here. Like I still got this dollar store case. I got like one or two packs. I think actually I got two packs of blank index cards because I ended up with a hundred and I know that there were some that got like displeased me and I discarded. So I think it was two packs of un, um, unlined, like blank, blank index cards. And I just started drawing. And even like the first one, um, I kind of knew when I started drawing, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be doing this forever. So at that moment, when I, like, like the first one was, I think I just doodled, but like it came pretty quickly that I started drawing these in this card format. And it started with the growth and vision, which is really telling because that's about the time that I started also getting back into my magical practice. That was about the time that I started uh, watching more metaphysical occult YouTube, esoteric YouTube. And because I realized I had really put it down. It was something that brought me great joy. And I had just kind of let the fire go out. Well, you were in a situation where you weren't able to be yourself. Right. So these cards became like that first. What, steps that, in awakening. Yeah. That first step back into enlightenment. Like I started doing a lot of like, this is the time I was doing like, I started getting into like heavy ritual. Like I started doing lesser banishing in the pentagram and I was actually really pretty. And I was a few steps into the neophyte stage of, of um, uh, Western occultism. I can't remember like the, the path of a mage. Um, so, you know, I had this book, I was on my way. I can't remember, uh, something self-initiation of the mage or something. I was following this book along and I didn't end up sticking with that for very long, but it was, it was that first, that first step back into who I've become. And actually it, it's at the same time I started this deck and I listened to this video online from Frederick Frater Xavier. He runs Mind and Magic and I can't guarantee, I, I haven't watched him in a long time. So if he's gone off the rails, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you never know in this community. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Like, apparently people could just lose their mind at any minute. I mean, it, you know, madness yeah. is on the black box warning. So who's to say? Yeah. But like at the same time, I watched this video that was talking about how uh, it was talking about the concept of the magician's mask. And the idea was that you create this character and step into it and become this character in situations. Okay. And that's kind of the time that I really started imagining what this character Dottie the psychic would do. And it's funny because I have heard other people say it to me, say, you know, echo it back. They'll say things like, what would Dottie do? Dottie doesn't have a damn clue. Like, <laughs> give Dottie a second to think. <laughs> <clears throat> 
but honestly, yeah. So like the the wigs, the fortune telling, the getting up and you know standing up for rights and things like that, all of it kind of sprang from this character that I had created in my mind that like was me. Like it's my most exalted self. And apparently my most exalted self is me without any fucks left to give. <laughs> That's apparently in one your of purest the form. My purest form. <laughs> I have been filtered. I have had all of my fucks filtered out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so so where, where did Madame Tortuga come from? So Madame Tortuga. And this story is actually on my website. Um, there is a picture of the original Madame Tortuga. She was a three-legged turtle that ran away. That really happened. That was some shit that happened. Uh, so I, um, as in, this all happened like in a very weird, really quick experience. There's a lot of other darker things that happened that we've talked about on this on your show or my show before that also happened at the same time. So I was really going through that cosmic shift where just like, it felt like there was this huge gap in time where nothing happened in my life. And then there was like a three year period that was just an amping up until I left my ex and then it's not slowed down. <laughs> so this was, um, this was probably, this is right after I had just gone back to work after I had been on temporary disability for mental health issues, which like I said, we've talked about before. And I had just gotten back to work and the way I worked was more, there was more country road I had to go down to go down through than usual. So <clears throat> I started seeing all of these turtles on this road. It was an insane amount of turtles. It got to be so many that I couldn't really stop and take them off the road. I was just like, okay, if they're not actually like in striking distance of a car or in trouble, then I'm going to have to just keep going. And so I'm driving by, which turtles, I've, I've always had a special love for turtles. Like, I, you know, I'm a kid of the Ninja Turtles. Like, my my fiancé even got me a turtle. I've always had. No. <laughs> like, I've always had a special place in my heart for turtles. So when I started seeing those turtles, it really was kind of like, oh, it, it was one of those, oh, kind of moments. You know, like, that happened. Magical moments. And I was driving by, and I saw this turtle, and something didn't look right. It looked like it was on its back. So I pulled, so I swung around, I pulled over and, or yeah, I pulled over and then I, I ran back. Like this is, this is one of those country roads. I think this was on route two. So, you know, it's this, we're not the safest thing I've ever done. <laughs> more shoulder than usual. <laughs> and, and so, because I'm like kind of in this vulnerable place, I just grabbed the turtle and rather than turning it over and leaving it, I put it in my car for some reason. I still don't know why I did that, but I put it in my car and I'm like, well, what do I do with this turtle now? I need to take it back. Um, so I put it in a tub that worked night shift. So I got it in a tub. I got it all like, and it wouldn't pull its leg back in its shell. I'm like, there's something wrong with this leg. It looks like there's something sticking out of it. And what was sticking out of this turtle's leg was its leg bone. It had this complex fracture in this one leg. So I'm like kind of freaked out. 
because now I have this very injured turtle. The shell looked was intact. Her shell was intact and everything. And so I took her to um, I took her to the local vet, and they're like, you know, once she's had this leg amputated, we can't just release her back in the wild. And I was like, okay, I'll take care of her because this was before um, the wildlife laws set in just a couple of years ago, where you can't really keep wildlife; they have to go to a special licensed place because people do dumb things. Oh with yeah, animals. <laughs> oh yeah. But so I took this. I have this turtle, legs cut off. I take it to the vet. The vet says, okay, well, it can't just be released into the wild. If you take care of it, we'll release the turtle to you. So I got excited about it. I had this thing. I'm like, we we had everything. We did not buy. We didn't have the money for a proper uh, UV light. So I had everything set up but the UV light. So I'm like, okay, this, this turtle has to get a certain amount of UV light every day or their show won't grow. It's just creates health issues for the turtle. So I took her out in the yard and I put her in what I thought was a secure area. And she disappeared. She just scooted on up. Luckily she waited until after we'd gotten her stitches out. Cause this was not like the first day she, she waited and watched for the moment when she could like make her break. <laughs> And she did. She ran away. I'm like, and like, I'm searching through. It wasn't like a super secure area. I can see where like, I know how she got out, but she's a three-legged turtle. How'd she get out and gone so fast? She was gone. I'm like searching out in the yard. I'm like, the, the, the grass is not that tall. It's not short, but it's not that tall. Like it's only, it's only like the, the, the grass is right. only like this tall. The turtle's this tall. Like, you know, how's a turtle gone never saw her again so that what and the turtle's name we named her madame tortuga because of the island of tortuga which was a pirate island that had sank and also that is like french i think for turtle okay so that is the story of madame tortuga <laughs> the three-legged turtle and so when i and this was like all and again this was one of those times in my life where I am very much reinventing myself. I think I'd been to, I think I'd gone to uh, one of the events. What was the event I went to? Beltane in the Forest. It was actually when I met Asen, because I'd gone to Beltane in the Forest the summer before that. And uh, I was selling like dream catchers and things. And it was kind of after that that I ended up with the three-eyed turtle as my logo. And that's kind of the evolution of the whole thing. And that's that's still Madame Tortuga is the is the logo. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of started to use her as because I've got this Dottie the psychic aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm out here, mm -hmm. I have Dottie the Psychic. I am promoting Dottie the Psychic. I'm trying to build my brand. Madame Tortuga is my logo. She's always going to be my logo, but she kind of started to take on a life of her own. Mm -hmm. Things that I don't want to just name Dottie the Psychic, I call Madame Tortuga. Like the, like the, um, well, your YouTube has kind of switched, right? From like Dottie the Psychic to Madame Tortuga's Lounge, right? Well, okay, so there's two aspects to what I'm trying to do. Okay. The 
and this is kind of the break because there's Dottie the psychic and that is kind of that is more for people like my clients who don't know what I'm about. They, they, you know, they get a reading and they need some advice. And I've, I've put some, a lot of just me talking to the camera on there. It's never been formalized what I'm actually like teaching on there, but it's kind of my teaching channel. I really want to do more on, like I've got the scammer video that was legendary. I've got the Tessiomancy video. So it was like different types of, of divination and some of the follow-up questions that I want to be able to answer immediately. So I can just send somebody a link. That was always kind of what I wanted to do with it. But I had all these other really brilliant cinematic ideas. But, you know, all of, all of my long-form video essay styles that involve costuming <clears throat> end up on Dottie the Psychic. And then Madame Tortuga's Lounge is supposed to be, you know, a little more laid back uh, and a lot more community building. You know, uh, because I've got my vlogs from the Prides on there, all the ones from way back in the day. I've got shameless self-promotion. <clears throat> Sorry. And I've also got, like, uh, psychic shopping. Yeah. Which I have a hard time getting shops to actually agree to. They're like, I, I think they think I'm a joke. I need to work on my 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 approach. Okay. <clears throat> You all know I'm real. Tell me I'm real. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't do this. Start doing the AI stuff. Oh, you'll creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so look, I'm telling you what. I've been telling people for years, be nice to Siri. Be nice to Siri. Okay? Because mm. I'm pretty sure that the AI is going to be more like the DMV than like Skynet. Yeah. So, um, what do you, I was going to say, what do you, what do you really focus on, um, with, with the lounge? The lounge is community building. Okay. Community building. It is all about like a lot of them are metaphysical professionals. That's kind of the, the tagline. It's the energetic and entrepreneurs, metaphysical professionals, spiritual influencers um you know if you're out in the community trying to build something trying to promote yourself build a business anything like that that's the kind of thing i want to bring to bring to youtube i i've seen a few youtubers do it but they don't have the follow-through there was an old one that was called the black chair i think it was and I think nearly every YouTuber from that era has either blown up and would never, ever respond and go on a, a uh, actual podcast or has, you know, quit. Mm -hmm. So things like that. Like, I thought that was brilliant. I've seen that before. There was a few others, but there's not a whole lot of magical people helping magical people like lately there is one that's been really cool and i'm still i'm trying to get on with it i need to get a hold of raven uh from sabbath social was supposed to come on the show but she got sick i had like and this is part of why i started pre-recording it because i've actually had like two major cancellations i'm like where is everybody because yeah. you know happens like and then that was starting to get to the point where 
that's part of why I've started pre-recording. Because if you go back and watch my old shameless self-promotions, you get a whole lot of me getting pissed off in front of the camera for a half an hour. Because I was supposed to have a guest that just didn't show. Well, that's a big, a big thing for a lot of us. Because we really put our heart and souls into our work. And then whenever people have promised us that they will help and they will be there and do things it, it's a blow to it's it's a blow it hurts it really is oh we got people commenting hello yeah. oh i still need to get a hold of megan remind me to get a hold of mo i was supposed to send her some of the art from the deck like prints and also Send her some of the decks to sell because I've actually got them in a couple of stores. Let's get back to the deck because I am okay. very proud of it. So okay. I'll tell you this while she is getting her deck. Or you got your deck. I got my deck. Oh, never mind. Then I'll tell you later. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so I do have my cards in two shops. If you, you can go to the Crystal uh, Lotus or you can go to Barefoot Gypsy. She, she closed down her... Um, flea market shop but her main shop is now got all the stock from the flea market so she's just she basically just consolidated locations because she got sick of paying rent i i don't i do not blame her one bit i'm so excited for her to actually like we were talking about having everything all in one place yeah she's open on weekends and for the appointments yes right okay okay so I have the uh, green pouch. Now, what stone is that? I am. No. I'm not really sure. It I, looks. It looks like it would be like because there's. It's green with some black in it. So it looks like it almost wants to be like malachite or something. Yeah, I'm thinking so because it was a. So let me tell you a story about this packaging because I okay. thought it was pretty brilliant. The, this is the first time I'm opening mine, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lay it down. I'm not opening of it or not until you're done. Go ahead. So literally, uh, literally, you know what? Go ahead and start working on the cellphone, honey, because it's gonna take you a minute. I guess okay. I tell you the backstory behind the packaging while you're opening that cellphone, because everybody has had trouble with that damn cellophane. Um. I'm going to let you go ahead and start working on that cellophane, though. Okay. Those are the backs of the cards. There's Madame Tortuga's face. I, I tried to make it so that if you wanted to, because I read reversals, and one of the big pet peeves I have when I'm reading cards that are that have the reversal meanings in them is that the back of the card, you can tell which ones are upright side and which ones are down. Like the, um, the backs of the cards will be uni, unidirectional. Sing, you know, they only they only look like you're supposed the backs will look up and I don't. So I like to read reversals. So I made the back so that you can't tell if the card next card is up or down. Pack I bought for Bella said she didn't have an issue, but she got those. I'll tear your flesh off your bone nails. Yeah. Your kids are pretty intense. I love your kids, but they are intense. They, they are awesome. And there is the back. Which you all have seen pictures of that already. So, yeah, that's okay. one of the. Uh, 
So before we go into the into the cards, we got this cute little pamphlet here. So there is a there is a trick to the pamphlet. Because it is an intuitive deck, I did not put individual meanings of each card in there. And this kind of goes back to the whole packaging debacle. I couldn't get what I wanted from the or from the printer <clears throat> without shooting the cost through the roof. Right. Like these are already it's a $40 deck for a reason. And part of that reason is because I had to go out and figure out my own packaging. So I tried to really up my game. And one of the things I did was this, uh, it's all one page, it's called a one page zine style. So it has the meanings uh, as a brief description of each suit. And then also a, a brief description of the numerology. But also in that, uh, booklet is my signature spread. And it's one of the few that actually accounts for it's one of the few that accounts for free will. <clears throat> okay. And I call it the hourglass spread. Sometimes I will uh, do like the allies and enemies or three separate cards off it, but it ha there's an, um, you know, the past is an amalgamation of events amalgamation of events the future is an array of possibilities so as you work your way through up the hourglass as you go from the still sands at the bottom to the ones that are moving to the choices that you can make that will cause the next sands to fall it gives you a lot more options that is what she's talking about as far as the hourglass goes there right and i go into a great uh, now you go into pretty good detail about like <clears throat> like what each tier means and it ends up being a 12 card spread so it's a pretty hefty spread i know a lot of people because everybody go everybody knows the celtic cross but i, I didn't like i never liked that one i it's not as popular now but you know when we started yeah everybody did the celtic cross and when I started drawing these own, my own cards, I'm like, this, this is not lend itself to the Celtic cross at all because it was, you know, purely intuitive for me. Um, <clears throat> and there are some stories behind the cards that, you know, and each reader will, will interpret the art differently. Like I know kind of all, some of them, like I just started drawing and that's what came out. Mm-hmm. So everybody is going to read this deck completely differently. So you can't get that that thing that other readers do to readers. Like we all, a lot of psychics, psychics go to psychics often. And some psychics who have memorized the, what the cards mean rather than actually feeling their way through readings will try to tell you what the cards in front of you mean. And it you can't do that with this deck because what it means to you is not necessarily what it means to somebody else at all. Mm -hmm. And I know what I see. So if I'm the one doing the reading, I can do a pretty efficient job. But if somebody else were to pick up that deck, they would also be able to read it. But 
they could do the same spread and get a totally different message. Well, I, I understand that because for me, if someone would, you know, throw out the cards and send me a picture of it, what do you get from this? I can guarantee you not what you're getting. Right, right. Because I, I get a whole different feeling, a whole different vibe, everything like that. So yeah. I'm really excited for this because, you know, it's great to have the basic information, but if you are not really in, intuitively reading as well, I feel like you're not giving. You're giving a half-assed reading. Yes, it's a it's parts and bits. Like you can't put the whole thing together without some level of intuition. Yes, you're trying to build, and this is the thing. Like it goes back because tarot is considered a story, mm -hmm. and if you kind of go back, if you watch like very, if you're into like the the Hellenistic traditions of magic, where their rituals are very much like a moving plot, it's almost theatrical. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it can be very theatrical with lines and everything, but it's almost like that. Like each scene is a different scene. But if you're reading, part of the story is how you get from one scene to the next. You know, how does this card affect this next card? And that's the thing that a lot of of people who go the strict tarot route have a tendency to have a little bit of trouble with. If you get so caught up in the exact meaning, I mean, who, whomst among us has not reached for that little booklet early in our stage? And I think that, you know, Asen was like, yeah, I'll read it once and then I'll use it uh, to stabilize my table or as a doorstop, depending on the size. <clears throat> and I actually had a much more in-depth, like, I had each card kind of outlined what I believed. And then and then I found out how much it was going to cost to try and produce the deck, each deck, if I wanted to try and put the pamphlet in there. And then I even try, I even went so far as to try and put the pamphlet in there. And, like, there's a system where the, you have to put in the art for things. Mm -hmm. Totally would not accept the way I was trying to put the information in. I'm like, you know what? Uh, sometimes there's taking a sign and then there's just accepting that it, it was just one of those moments. I'm like, it okay. This wasn't meant to be. This apparently was not meant to be. Because I was going to do like tins and things. Like if, if I've still got somewhere around here, I've got the tin that came with the, the tester deck. That cost me that first deck I printed just to see how it looked on paper and everything that cost me forty dollars so yeah, i remember you talking about the tens yeah you were you were super excited this is what we're doing y'all let's do it yeah so i got the tin and it had their logo on it and it made <sighs> the deck forty dollars i'm like no <clears throat> so what i did was i found i found an alternative for the packaging and mm -hmm. that's part of why we've got the one page zine and this, this tarot bag with the whole, like, you can actually set your cards. Like, it's got the pouch here. Yeah. But you have the space to actually lay your cards down. So, like, yeah. reading at, like, a bar or something. I kind of wish I'd had one of these back in the day because they're, uh, 
Yeah, they're like a faux velvet. I yeah. They're resistant. Yeah. But that will protect your cards. You can lay your cards out. And they won't be sliding all over the place. Right. Because, you know, I'm a trench reader. Like I, I, like I tell people, I started off reading in the Jackson County Bar. That's when I started doing this deck. So to have something a little bit more, to have something that's like fancy but actively practical, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I, you need to have something because I have my cards in my bag all the time. If you don't have something, if I didn't have something to put them in that was nice, so I buy cards with tins. That's why, that's why I bought this packaging. I'm like, okay, it's got to be able to roll around in the bottom of my bag. Yeah. Without damaging my cards. Yeah. And then I added a little crystal because I, I found them cheap. <laughs> it, it, they are adorable. I, I love that you brought up the fact that they are multi, it's multifunctional. So you can use it to keep them from sliding all over the place. And I mean, it's perfect for, you know, keep them out of the dirt. A like, couple I know of cards. And... One deck of cards that we have loved to absolute death that has just funk all over it. <laughs> All right, so are we ready to get into the cards now? Let's do it. Okay, because I want I I'm excited because this is something completely new, and um, I love being able to experience div different types of divination. So I, but I because because of how I am, I will try to see these through your eyes. Fair enough. I'll be glad to help you out. That's my goal. That's what I'm going to attempt. <laughs> They're straight into the madness, are we? Okay. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. First card. That is the Growth and Vision card. And I'll actually, I'll show you, see if I can find the original. Uh, I've actually drawn that one. There are like three renditions to that one. Let me show you. I mean, I, I love all, all the eyes, right? And and the um, the rainbow wheel on the inside because those two things are what pops out at me first. So the, there is this is actually that was the third rendition of that card. Okay, and it's funny because it's evolved every single time because originally, originally like this is the original deck that I had done. Okay, that I had. Let me see. So the whole concept, of course, the rainbow, the spectrum of colors and things of that nature. Um, it, also, the original deck didn't have a whole lot. Like some cards, like there's that card. It's got a lot of color, but it had crowns. So I really didn't have, there it is. So, you know, the original palette's a much more, much more bland. Okay. So being able to add that color added perspective. You know, this is a massive change in perspective from this card. And then uh, I was going to draw them out and scan them in. So that's the second rendition. And then I realized that there was something missing when I went to go put this in. I'm like, wow. Like you're not, yeah. As you can see, like in this one, there's an egg in the middle and the pupil. Yeah. And then that one ended up being the, 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 the spectrum. It's actually the colors from the pride flag. And then you've got the, the brown and the black on around the outside. Oh, yeah. And actually, um, 
<clears throat> I also drew those more to look like the Nazar or the evil eye from the it's the Italian evil eye. Yeah. It's a protective manual. Uh, not manual. Good God. To protect <laughs> the amulet. Yes. But that growth and vision, that expanding outward, you know, you look like there's a very simple heart on it that you can, you know, right there. Yeah. I think the people just felt too small to put any more into. But yeah, like those are meant to look like, uh, you know, protection amulet, but also like they're taking in. I always thought the Nazar looked a little horrified. Because it's so round, they always look a little horrified. And that kind of comes with expanding your vision, is accepting that, you know, taking in new information can be a little terrifying. Okay. <clears throat> so, so, and it'd be like um, allowing yourself to be yourself and not holding in the fear. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely. If you look at, the, so the first card of every suit is actually a flower of some sort because that is the growth card. And then the last card of every suit is a dragonfly. In the original deck, it was a butterfly because we've all seen the craft and we, you know, butterflies were the voice of Menel, of God. <clears throat> well, before I really got a chance to get this deck out, um, I don't even remember if I had really, really started really genuinely working on it yet, but my mother passed away and she loved dragonflies. So I changed the butterflies to dragonflies for her. That's beautiful. So those are the only two cards that are standardized in the suits. Um, there was a trick with the original deck that I actually kind of kept track which order I had done them in so that I could like reorder them if I wanted to, but I really can't, I didn't do that with this deck. This is actually only half of the original deck. And I mean, there are cards in here that are not in the original deck because the original deck was 500 or not 500. Good God. A hundred cards. <laughs> wow. A little insane. It took me like three years to draw them because I hand drew these. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, it didn't take as long to do half that because I do like one a night. So how did you get them into this format from the the, the coloring and all the metaphor metamorphosis that they have went through? How did you get them into this format? So I basically had to redraw them with a tablet, which I still have with me, honestly. So I bought myself a tablet, which was something I wasn't going to do. And honestly, getting the tablet, I started off, I was going to just, I was just going to redraw them like this. Mm -hmm. Just like I had the original. And you can see, I didn't get very far. I think I got all the way, I got into the second suit. Yeah, you can see where I was going to start incorporating butterflies and... Yeah, I do see the... Right. Yes. But for some reason, like, it just didn't feel like, let's see, where did I quit? Ah. And, and I'm going to show this in comparison to the first one. This is the, the, the tenth in the deck. Yeah, that is the, that's the one from the book. I'll show you the one from the original. It's actually really cool. 
Like it's one of my favorite cards. I don't know. I say that. Well, that's one of my favorite cards. Like they're all one of my favorite cards. Well, absolutely. They should be. I tell you what, one of them that went over the most dramatic change is this one, the shield of right and wrong. I think it's towards the end. Um, I think it's still nine. If you want to look for that one, you can tell a difference between this one and then like the new one. What is that one? It's in the balance. That's the last next to last suit. And see, like the deck doesn't even have the Omega. So eventually, if this one does well, I'll put out the second half of the deck. Um, or maybe it's just a totally different deck. Uh, what does it look like again? Oh, hold on a second. Uh -huh. I'm looking for the um, the original. See, that one's not in the new deck. I think that one would be really cool to redo. I don't know how that one did. I know exactly how that one didn't make it in, because this was one a suit I did that was just of other people's symbols. You know, that happens, sweetheart. Yep. <clears throat> Just remember, if you can't catch us live, you can always catch us at our respective, uh, so you can always catch me at D-O-T-D-I-E, psychic.com. Schedule your appointment. Absolutely. We're sitting here shuffling through cards. I cannot believe I'm sitting here just shuffling through cards. Like, there's the original, there's the original butterfly of hearts. Okay. The that butterfly was, of hearts. So that one would be a... It is way easier to look through this new deck than this old deck, I gotta tell you. That's what I'm trying like, to find. It's worn out. Like, it really did get just worn out. There's it is. So, I was showing you the difference. Like, here's the original uh, Shield of Good and Evil, and then it went through a massive upgrade. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, what was the one I was looking okay, for? Okay, so once the. I'm going through here. One card stood out to me. And it's this one. That one, yeah, because that one is from the flower suit. And it is kind of, it's the family tree. It kind of looks like uh, Yggdrasil. Yes. With, uh, with the eye in the middle, you kind of have to take your own perspective. Because some of us don't have happy family homes. Some right. of us have really great homes. Some of us have just lost a lot of people. You know, myself, I'm going through a major shift. My home is going from St. Albans to Clendenin, so. Oh, so here was the original, like, we saw the uh, the Dragonfly of Vision in the, in the deck. Yeah. Magic Portuga's Oracle deck. This is from the bar deck. Oh, okay. See the difference? Like, there's a lot of cards that have gone through a lot of changes but that's so, a lot of, so that's basically like here's one here's another one that went through a massive up so did they go through changes as you grew and healed a lot of it yeah okay. a lot of it was a lot of it was having the opportunity to really because i was doing them digitally i was able to 
clean it up a lot. I wasn't doing it in a dark room full of hate. <laughs> right. And honestly, because if you look, if you get a chance to look at the original deck, even with having the crown, some of these cards are just very, very monochrome. And of course, there's the one that's like full of color. But like even the more colorful ones are still very limited in the amount of color they have in them because my life was very limited in the amount of color it had in it. A lot of the cards that there are a few cards that um, I'm never going to draw again. Like that one is actually original to that is one of the originals. That is one of them that came from one of the originals. So I like what's, what's this one? Cognitive. I when I <laughs> I was going to give all the cards a title, and that one was going to be cognitive dissidence. Wow. Okay. I see that. I mean, so for those of you who don't look at this detail that she has done, I mean, like the artwork that you have created here is absolutely stunning. I like just not <laughs> the fact that you've done your own deck, but that you have build it over this whole amount of time and done this amazing artwork. And the next card, you know, I have to. Hello, Emily. You know, that one apparently disturbs people the most. Really? Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of other, I've had a couple of people tell me like, cause a lot of people had some really, really good readings out of these already. Um, hello, Emily. Um, <laughs> and they said, like, they, they were showing off the deck. They were going through each card individually. And and my actually, was my fiancé. He's like, yeah, I was showing it off. And, like, everybody had a real problem with the one that looks like it's looking in the mirror, but it's off kilter. And, like, if you think about it, the whole card, it's a vision card. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking into a mirror, like, and what you see is not what's actually what's going on. It's an important thing to remember that the mirror tells us what we ask it. Not the truth, not a lie necessarily, but the answer to our question. And that can be very, very misleading. Especially like especially if the mirror is damaged or bent. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes the damage is in how you perceive yourself. So kind of like a funhouse mirror. Kind of. Okay. It is very much not. One of the things that I originally thought of when I was doing that was this, especially as magicians, especially, you know, magical practitioners, we are very much sucked into the mirror. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to control your emotions to cast certain types of magical spells, especially in, especially with magicians. Um, Western Coltum is very big on learning to control your emotional state in order to break gnosis and being mindful of the energy that you're putting into the magic you're doing. So we more, and this is not just a magician problem. This is something that everybody has a problem with, but we'll pick ourselves to freaking death. Mm -hmm. You're so long and hard into the mirror that your face ceases to be your own. And Sometimes you're better off for it, and sometimes you're better off leaving it enough alone. So, Erin, hello, Erin. 
you have these you said set up into different sections so yes. so let's talk about what the different sections are you know are meaning okay so there are five suits okay, oh, there's, okay there's five full suits and then a sixth uh half suit almost half suit and this is another one of those things like you know your girl i once you have screwed with me i will be maliciously compliant the card company was going to charge me the same amount of money to publish 50 cards as they were to charge to make 54 cards. So I'm like, you know, I can whip out a few extras, but I, I, I can't stand it when people, when they put in those just blank cards, I'm mm -hmm. like, this probably would have been one of the few decks where somebody actually could have done a, a blank card. And in retrospect, I may leave like one or two blank if I do another deck, but that always kind of drove me crazy. Like you can't draw like the artist. And so often people will just pitch the title card and that one blank card or like the one instructional card with it. I'm like, I keep, I will shuffle mine in. Hmm. I shuffle the title card in. If the backs look the same, they all get shuffled in together. So I think it adds something to the reading. So a lot of those cards were, that is like a totally unique deck. And I decided for those last four cards just to go completely wild with it. So you've got we're, the original, the, the, the four original suits that were based off the original deck, the bar deck. Um, the eyes for vision the, you know, let me look at my book because I can't remember what order I put in. Were the four, you know, your your extras, were they ones that you wanted to see in the deck, but you're like, well, I don't really want them as part of the, of the main, but I still, you know, I'll, I'll pull them in. One of them, like, there was, there were two of them. Like, the one, the butterfly, Three of the four have Madame Tortuga on them. And then one of them is almost like an Omega card. It has all the suits incorporated in. Okay. Uh, and that one was just, it was sort of like a finale card. I'm like, poof, let me put this all together. Like I'd worked up this energy to build this deck. So I was doing it like every night. I was creating art for this deck. And then I run out of cards. That is actually the Ten of Balance. So that was the last card that was supposed to be in the deck. Okay. So look through. I'll show you the, the deck that is the fourth deck. Okay. So I, I got I got the last four cards right here in my hand. Okay. So this one? Yes, that one. Okay, so look, that looks like the Tree of Life. I see that. That's what I automatically think right. of. If you look at it, though, all the other suits are incorporated in it the stars the hearts the eyes the the balance the what was the other one flowers there we go flowers and honestly there were some elements that were incorporated from the previous you know from the original deck that didn't make it into this deck because i ended up not doing a hundred cards you know but if you look in the corners like where the suits are those last four look like butterflies because in the original, like, and that was kind of my homage to the original because, like, you know, you see how the original 10th card, how they kind of look alike. Yeah. 
or it will if your camera decides to focus. It's, it's giving up on me. Okay, this one. Yeah. So apparently, there you go. Yeah, they look a lot alike. But if, even if, like, the suit looks like the original. And that one, I don't remember what I was. I was kind of just putting things around it. So I kind of just went a little... I got a little excited with the last four cards. <laughs> okay, so that's the second one. And... That one was just some kind of extension. It was kind of one of the original backs. Okay. Before I decided I wanted to make it uni uh, multi-directional. Yeah. Or bi-directional. That was going to be one of the original backs. Also kind of looks like a vagina. Not going to look. Okay. It does. <laughs> And then, and then the last card is, of course, your your tagline. My tagline. Safe travel and much profit to you. Yep. I love it. I I love how I mean. So, what's like around around the the face? That is supposed to be kind of a. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just a flower honestly okay. i didn't put a whole lot into it it was just kind of like uh you know what this looks like just enough art it was just a nice little way to kind of cap it it brings it back to the whole because a lot of the flowers are very much about the life cycle um, it's like a whole suit dealing with life and death and rebirth. And so like ending it with the flower, you know, growing seemed really appropriate. You know, that idea that, you know, you'll come back to the cards. Oh, I mean, it, you have not seen these. I, I'm just going to, I'm going to go through here real quick. First of all, I, I need to ask, I'm kind of stumped on this. <laughs> okay. So you're in <laughs> I love that. I <clears throat> so when I started drawing these, I had, I was in the, like, I was very much, the original deck was drawn during a time when I was going through a mental health crisis. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I finished the deck and it was just a couple of months later that I ended up putting a gun to my head and going on a grippy sock vacation. So where I went to the grippy sock vacation was six East. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. The Six East at CAMC. And so I put that on there and it is very much, and it was a very a dual, dualistic point in my life because I was watching the 4th of July fireworks celebrating my freedom when I was locked in a place. And oddly enough, it was definitely one of those moments that even though I was locked in and was not able to go anywhere, that was the most free I'd felt in a long time. Right. So that's very much what that card is about, that feeling locked in or locked out and realizing that you're doing it to yourself. I got it. You know, you're if you're locked out of something, there is a whole world for you to go. If you're not welcome, then you go someplace else. If you feel locked in, no, you're not. Yeah. There's always a way you just got to look for it. If you feel locked in, it's because there, 
the action you have to take to get out, it feels tremendous. I remember feeling like that. It is really hard to take those steps, but the feeling that you get once you have made those accomplishments is so joyous, so free, so overwhelming. It's beautiful. It really is. It's it's completely overwhelming. And I've not ceased to be overwhelmed. My life has been on one hell of a roller coaster ever since. Like mm -hmm. But the first steps of freedom were taken in a place where I was very much locked in. I was literally locked in. Yeah. Um, and I only, you know, I've only been once for like a week, but it was a lifetime of memories. It was, it, you know, it's one of those vacations, like it was a lifetime of memories. I'm glad I did it. But would I recommend it? No, it probably would have been cheaper to go to someplace a lot more fun. Right. Just saying. Okay, so the second um, set I notice has got to be so far my favorite. Um, the second set. So we've got ah, the one. shooting star. Yes, the star. See, now this is as close to the devil card as I've got in this. Okay. Movie. This card, more than any of them, like when a shooting star is going for it. They light up the sky and you sometimes you have to leave a lot of things behind. And that's really what the devil card always kind of meant to me was the selfishness. Yeah. So when you get the shooting star going forward, sometimes it's that leap where you have to sort of be by yourself to make what you need to happen. Like you've got to put the rest of your life on hold and follow through with something. But when it's turned upside down, it means you're burning bridges and you're not going to be able to make it to your goal. Like you are doing stupid, selfish things that are basically you're, you're cutting your own throat and burning bridges. And, you know, you're not going to have any friends if you don't stop doing what you're doing. You're going to be broken alone. You see, that's when the, that was a pride card. I just. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought it would be nice to have just a really cool pride card in there. And I love that. Of course, I would have that on a t-shirt for Pagan Pride. Right. Actually, to some of this, like this, well, this was before. I didn't even, like, the whole Pagan Pride thing, I kind of stumbled into it. And I don't even think I, ha I don't even remember if we had started that process when I drew that card. Mm-hmm. I think that card came way before it, but I mean, everybody knows that I am an out and proud queer. Like how yes. often I usually have my, 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 uh, pride flag, like right here. If you've seen me on my other live streams, my pride flag's usually like right there and it's over there now off screen, but so <laughs> I'm an out and proud pagan queer. Absolutely. So it was very, very much a self-insert, especially because it was supposed to be, it was going to be like the first card of the deck. But when I was thinking about it, I'm like, none of this screams, like the whole point of pride is to find people like you. Mm -hmm. It's almost the opposite of the shooting star in a way. It is a coming together of people around you. Like you're going for a dream, but you're not going for that dream alone. Yeah. 
it's it's building that community and with with this i feel like you know i mean it could be two different communities coming together right and it's very much not like because it's a dream for somebody else yes i see that it is a dream that is not just for you now because i am very celestial i love this one yeah See that that okay, so that's one of those I go back to the original on because the original moon in that was very angry. And I really toyed with the idea of going back to the original face on that moon. Yeah, here it is. Because like there's the original. The okay. expression on that moon, like and then I I don't know if this is one of those things that is very much has to do with where I was when I was drawing the original. Versus where I was when I was drawing the one for the deck. Because I was definitely, because I was nearly two different people by this point. Uh, yeah. So it could very much have been that effect. But also, it's a power card. Yeah. It was very much a, a powerful determination card. So there's the sun, the moon, the stars... I'm telling, okay, so I gotta tell you a story about the nut bin. Now, like, stories for a lifetime. So, for only having been there a week, it was like, it was like girl interrupted. So, there was a certain level of maintenance boredom that you were expected to maintain. But I was having, I had like the time of my fucking life. Okay. I really did. So, I just started reading cards there. It, it definitely, it definitely had its own energy of like, but apparently it's that weird chaos energy that I really thrive off of. So I had I had like the best time of my life. I had been under so much stress and so much pressure pressure. And that first day I was there, they had given me given me Zof uh Zoloft. Oh it either really works or really doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't work for me. It did bad things to me. Like and that's the day I got to figure out the difference between regularly suicidal, where I can still function. I just feel like I'm in a, you know, in a perpetual state of collapse versus suicidal ideation as a side effect, which literally all I felt like I was capable of doing was laying down on a train track. And that's exactly what I told them. Like, I want to lay down on a train track. I just don't think I could walk that far. Yeah. So I told my psychiatrist that, and he switched me immediately to Albutrin. And I tell you what, it was like an antidote. And like, and there, I would think I stayed. He's like, you know, you came in voluntarily. You could leave if you wanted to. And I was like, I am not ready to go. Yeah. Um, like, I probably only needed to be there two or three days. And I just did not want to leave. And I ended up staying like a whole week until I was like, okay, I, I, I'm racking up a bill here. I got to go. Yeah. So. With my problems. This is just so cute. Little man in space. Yep. I think, I don't know if the original one, because I did a star. 
I did a star suit in the original. Like all those suits come from the original, but some of the cards in those suits did not like like they're cards that came from the original suit, but they're not in that the cards in the, from the original deck, but they were not in the suit that they're in. Did you um combine any from the original to put into this? I don't not for that card, no, but oh here's the original. We were showing the mirror one earlier. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Here's the crow, he's in there. Um, some of them I did. You can see the two. Some of these, some of these, I think I did. Like, here's some, I definitely changed the art in a lot of them. Like, mm -hmm. that's the first, the flower one. So, there were some massive changes. But then there was a lot of, there was a lot of reimagining things that were already in it. This one's really cool. Like, I think you showed the, the 10th, the next to last, uh, you showed this one earlier. That one? No, this is the balance one. This one, see, like, this one looks like every other tin in the thing. But, like, the one I did for this suit, or for the new deck, good God, I can't speak. I'm trying to keep it all separated in my mind. Let me see if I can find it again real quick. I'm just sitting here shuffling through cards on the live stream. <laughs> this one's totally, totally original to this deck. The pride one, like that one's not the pride one, but this one's totally, I could not have done this one in the original uh, format. Um, there's not any that I think I really combined so much as... Like, there are a few of them I definitely did. Some of them were definitely out of the different suits uh, that I just thought were better in that suit. But here's the one, like, see the difference in some of these? Yeah. Like, those are supposed to be the same card. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So some of these have some of that massive, massive change. It was a massive shift. It was, I swear to God, the Wellbutrin was like an antidote. I don't know what about it counteracted this, this uh, I always want to call it Zoloft. That's not what it is. It's Zoloft, yes. Zoloft. Yeah. I, I can't take that one either. The SSRIs. I tried Prozac too. And like, I, I was taking like 10 milligrams of Prozac. And I'm like, I still want to die. I don't think this is doing the good things for my brain. So they upped the dose of Prozac to 20. I'm like, and I'm done. I'm not taking this anymore because I know when I'm done. I'm like, let's not go back to the place that we were before. Okay, so I, I want to, so the first set that we went through was the flowers, right? Mm -hmm. The first suit is the eye suit. The eyes, okay. And then, then comes hearts. <laughs> And can I just talk about this for a, a minute? Like, I, I just, I cannot get over the, your artwork. Aw, thank you. I'm just, I'm just blown away. I mean, like, that, 
breathing yeah, hearts. Personal shit in these cards. Like, I didn't realize how much of myself I had put in these cards until it was, like, far, far too late. And I realized, like, I, I have gotten criticism from the community for being overly, like, commercialized. Like, I'm constantly trying to sell myself. I'm like, and I realized that, yes, I'm literally trying to sell myself, but I'm trying to sell a real part of myself that I can't yeah. for myself. Like, it's... For this one. Oh, that's... See? <laughs> that one... I need it, all the stories. Come on. <laughs> that one, the, the swan kind of came second. Like, the upright picture came second. If you hold it upside down, you can see that there's a snake in the heart. So I'm like, okay, so it's a snake in the bed. Like, so if you've got somebody who is uh, whispering terrible things in your ears, setting you up to do terrible things, you know, somebody who does not have your best interest in mind, but is somehow still getting your attention. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, well, there needs to be an opposite to that. I'm like, well, everybody thinks of swans when they think of love. So we'll go with a swan. <laughs> and that was the original thought because remember at the time I was stuck in an abusive relationship so mm -hmm. I very much drew the snake first oh yeah I, I enjoyed this one this one reminds makes me feel like home it's a very Pollyanna card like see that's one of the things that's <laughs> This is almost a force of will card because there are two ways that you can look at this card. One of them is neglecting the darkness there is. Like it has to rain for the flowers to grow. And we have to some we have to acknowledge when there's darkness in our life. But also you can't let it overtake you. So in one direction, it is taking control of your destiny controlling how you react to the situation, how you let yourself feel about a situation. And then in the other way is stopping yourself from being able to express your pain. You know, you're just cutting through the darkness. So that's why it's kind of a shadow work card. It is very much a shadow work card. That's why to me, it feels like home. Right. And a lot of ways, because it's that brave face. Either The card itself is the brave face, but there are two aspects of it. There's the brave face where you go out and you do what you need to do and you improve your life and you work towards something good. And the other one is you put on a brave face and you go out there and you do another day's labor while you're slowly dying inside and neglecting yourself. Yeah, you can't, you know, it does one, like, when it's reversed, it very much indicates that somebody's neglecting their own humanity. Yeah. So, it is a shadow work card. There's a lot of shadow, like, the whole deck was shadow work for me. Like, that one was just a pretty concept. Uh, well, I'd be beautiful. I love the colors together. This is actually one of them that started off as another card, totally, from another suit, and ended up there. Let me see if I can find the one that I had actually patterned it off of. Because it's not in the same suit at all. Eh. See, there's one out of the original deck that has nothing. Kind of a wild one. I'm going to have to do another. If they sell, 
if these honestly sell and I can move them all, I may publish the second half. But see, that one was supposed to look like this. Oh, wow. Like this was the that other is, part. That is amazing transformation. Yeah, I mean, it was just, a, it was the total difference in medium. Uh, but I think the card itself to me has always been about figuring out what's in your heart. That's why all the eyes on the center, you know, because in the original, the original card, if you look, it's in a different suit. And I used the triple moon to represent symbols from the outside. There's a whole suit where I've like incorporated different symbology from like all over the place, like the onk, the the. If you look at my deck, there's this first uh, balance cards. There, you know, they incorporate the yin yang, um, yin yang, yin yang. Yeah. Um, I did see, I did see that in here. But like that one cross I did with like the eye of Osiris and I, Isis and Osiris, and the. Uh, <clears throat> raw you know and all these so there was a whole suit there that was outside symbols and i was like sometimes those sometimes those outside forces really touch something in your heart and it was almost like a key so it's very much finding your spiritual path involved okay so next section it that's the flowers This wig. I'm about done with it. <laughs> that is the lover's card. Growing together to build something new. Mm. So that one, you know what? That one is not too different from the original. Like it is, like there's a little bit more. I think intricacy to the original. Yeah. But I think part of the reason I split it up. I think if I had to do it again, I probably would do something a little bit more. Because uh, that card, the new card was supposed to look like the two flowers had really come together. Like it would have the intricacy of one flower and the color scheme of the other. You can see like the sharp edges on the new flower with the color scheme from the other flower and they both got orange centers because you have to grow from some some commonality. You know, this is the the seed of trust planted in common ground. I like that we're all needing a little bit of love right now. So what what does the flower section um, suit um, speak about. It's very much the cycles of life and <clears throat> life and death of all the suits, because <clears throat> every suit kind of takes on another aspect of our being. Mm -hmm. You know, the eyes are very much how we perceive the world around us. The understanding that we're a single perspective, um, trying to reflect that single perspective off of other people's perspective to find, you know commonality the 
balance card are very much, you know, the yin yang is very much balance. It's about finding, you know, it, it can mean stagnation or it can mean returning to balance or fighting against that stagnation. But with the flowers, they just are, they just exist. They go through their life cycle and they reproduce and then they die. And then next generation starts up and we watch this happen every, you know, every year we plant seeds or the, you know, the plants from last year spring up depending on if they're perennials or annuals, but even annuals or even perennials, even if that, even if it comes back every year, it doesn't come back every year. Eventually it dies. It has mm -hmm. to create that next generation to continue to exist. So, a lot of those cards from that suit are very much about starting new projects. And yeah, like that one, that's the seed, you know, you know, you got to start a project in fertile ground. It very much warns about being mindful of how you're setting yourself up. Like if you're going to start a new project, are you planting yourself in good ground? Yeah, that one, flourishing. When things start to come to a point where they're, they, you can start to really see your work. Coming together. Coming together. I also like that one because it's a little bit psychedelic and chaotic. So it's very much that, you know, that young phase where you feel almost invincible. I mean, there is so much in, in uh, uh, sacred geometry. I will tell you one of them that was very kind of, it always, it always, it was hard to draw the first time. It was hard to redraw, but the one with the wilting flower on it, I'll look for it here. I always call it the card of mourning and you might recognize it the moment you see it, but. Well, this one you were talking about stages and that represents yeah the cycle perfectly. So when I see that one, I also think about the grieving process, especially for someone's life who's been shorter than yours, but any, like one way it is the grieving process. This is the natural process of things. We are young, we grow old and we wither and, and are no more. But when it's upside down, I think of this as complicated grieving like holding on to something or there was some sort of bad blood that you felt, you know, survivor's guilt. There's something in the way of that natural grieving process. So that's one of the cards I will tell you is in there that has a distinct meaning. And that's kind of, it is kind of a death card. There, there are a few that I did take inspiration from tarot. Mm -hmm. So that one was the death card. The shooting star was the devil. And then the uh, the two of eyes, where they're crossed, they look like a target. Those uh, were supposed to look like the two of swords. Let me go back. I'm looking. I should have thought to put these in order. Uh, I don't see it. <laughs> I 
Like, no, no, it's not that one. Man, I tell you what, this eye makeup though is really making my eyeballs pop. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want to walk into me in a dark alley because then my eyes. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Um. So this this last section. Balance uh, one. Okay. This is this is all about balance. Right. Okay, and you can tell it because this is what I was talking about sacred geometry and symbolism yeah very much okay so the the yin yang that is used because remember the yin yang is actually is one of those things that we kind of kind of was brought to us from asian culture and that one was not a balance of good and evil like we think of it as good and evil but it wasn't it was a balance of of cold and hot masculine and feminine so this is not a balance of this is not always a balance of right and wrong there are a couple of cards that very much deal with the black line of right and wrong and knowing when to stand your ground but for the most part it's very much like one way any one of those cards reversed is warning of stagnation yeah that's two-faced. Oh. You know what? I'm not sure what that one means. It's actually new to the deck. It was one of those things, like, it kind of just came out. There were a few cards that just kind of came out. I mean, whenever I look at this, I feel that blue popping out. It's just, like, emerging from the darkness. It's right. like coming through a dark portal, like opening, opening up and stepping into, into the now, coming yeah. out of the darkness and into a bright, colorful life. That's an interesting way of looking at it. God, this wig needs brushed. I look like a poodle. <laughs> okay, windows? windows okay so this is one of those that is kind of a bit of a crossover card with the eyes because this one is more about perception than reality because you're looking through the window so uh when i when i first drew this card the original card had to do with the idea of optimism versus pessimism taking a realistic balanced perspective okay so that's, you know, and it very much warns of like, you know, you ignore the sunshine because of the dirty window or you dress things up. Well, and, and I mean, the words rose colored glasses pop into mind because you have it right. clear and then you have it in red. So, you know. Right. And again, like this is in the balance suit. So it very much, honestly, this is one of those things like we will do things to maintain a, a balance. We will do things to maintain stasis, even if it's really bad for us. Yeah. You know, so this one, oddly enough, this one is a disconnect between actions and motivations. Oh. You think about it because it looks kind of like a seed. Well, yeah, because I was thinking like an egg as as in like, you know, rebirth. Right. If you look like the heart is in the dark side and then the money is on the, the, the light side. 
So when I see this card personally, I think of somebody who whose actions it, it's, a, it's a card of irony. You know, the balancing force of irony. So somebody may do something that is very altruistic, but hurts the person they're trying to help. Or they may go and do something really great for the community to get money out of it, you know, and end up actually doing something really awesome, you know. That one was actually, uh, see, this is it was not part of the original deck. So I don't really have a full meaning for that myself. Like, I would have to see where it played out inside the reading to know what it means. But it's always kind of felt like, because it was a shading exercise. Yeah. So like, now, I, I see this, and I see the shadow right there. Black and white, and then right. evolving... <laughs> into a more colorful <laughs> transition right like opening up your eyes and stepping you know into your own see i see a lot of gray when i look at it, i mean it's literally that is the most gray card it's the only it was the only one i did any shading on so i kind of think of that moral degradation that well it, or stepping back from a us versus them mentality or sliding into you know that extreme where it's us versus them like if you look towards the edges the colors are more sharp and okay. against each other where it's more amalgamated in the center you know yeah the the designs and shapes and i i really like this one because this section there's the yin and yang yep and is a traditional yin yang that I had just done a spin on that I thought was really cool. Like, it kind of reminds me of the uh, like fish. Yes. Yeah. It almost looks like a Pisces. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Pisces. That's the shield of right and wrong we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't figure out which one it was. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> See, I put a lot more into this because there's a lot more perspective. And this is another one of those cards that, like, the original was not nearly as thrilling as that one is. But that one did a real crossover between balance and perspective. Is that the eyes you were talking about? Yeah, because if you look, that that particular set of eyes, if you look, there's, like, three cards that kind of have that same setup with the eyes. Yeah. And I almost put, I wish I'd have put pentagrams in there now. <sighs> That would have been cool. Money. That one, see that one, balance, work-life balance. Yeah. I I, I see that. Um, and then, um, and then this was the 10 and that. Yep. Let's see, this one, see, this one was one of those moments where, because if you look, a lot of the backgrounds are white. But if you look on the inside of that, the background is black with white being drawn on top of it. Okay, so I see something in this card that even you, well, you might not have realized that you've done it. It's kind of look like a penis. No, a woman. I did not realize that. Do you see her? You know, I do put vaginas in some weird places. <laughs> 
I mean, it's beautiful because, I mean... I kind of meant it to look like a bat, but yeah, now that you say it, I can definitely see the woman. I can see the feminine character. The whole concept there was supposed to be that, like, I filled in that area with black and then used the eraser to draw. Because one of the concepts, especially in, like, as a magician, working with the the empty space as much as the filled space, you know, both have an inherent value. The the things that is not said are as important as the things that are. Mm -hmm. And that is the hearts right there in the center that pulls it right. together. So, I mean, I'm really proud of this deck. I worked very, very hard. Yes. And you, you should be very proud of them. I got them all in like little sections here. And so, if anybody wants to go and buy the deck that we've been showing off, it's actually on my website for sale now. Um, D O T T I E psychic.com. Right there, down below. That's her website. <laughs> So yeah, like, I, I don't have a favorite card. I thought I would end this with showing off my favorite card, but honestly, I've put so much love and work into to most of them. There's a couple that I kind of just redid because they had a place. This is one of my favorite though. Like this one, he's the scientist, he's the artist. Mm -hmm. Here's the, okay, so <clears throat> that's one of my favorites, I think. The heart uh, dragonfly. Yeah, because I've actually done, like, I've actually been trying to do prints. Because um, I put so much work into these that I did a few prints. So if anybody has a card that they really like, I'm thinking about posting those. Um, so that I can, because I can, what I can do is you can send me the money. I can buy them from FedEx. And then have them printed off at your local FedEx so that you can pick them right up. And I'll show you some of the ones I've done. I know how we can end this. You can give us a sample reading with them. See? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the uh, the one I called the long heart. Yeah. Okay. Then I've got your. So here's the other one I printed off. But I am also trying to get them into a couple shops. Like the Crystal Lotus has uh, three. I sold her three decks, and then the Barefoot Gypsy. She has prints and decks. And then fake clips in the Charleston um, flea market, Charleston the capital flea market. market. She's got some of my prints. Um, I need to get her some decks, but she's got some of my prints for sale. Also, the two tinkers have some of my prints for sale. And I'm going to try and get them all to you guys in Morgantown at Moe's. Uh, we had talked about it. She seemed really super excited. And then, what? <laughs> Right? Again. I get it. Right. Okay. So, you know what? We'll do a... 
I will gladly do a, let's see if we can, let me see if I can get my tripod so we can actually look at the flat space and I'll be glad to do you an hourglass read and walk you through it. Okay. Learn something with Dottie the Psychic. I love it. This is one of those, and, and here's the thing, like I try not to say that it's just my uh, spread because it is so simple, but it's hard to believe that no one else has come up with it as well. But I do think I am the first one to print it and I did not, I did not take it from anybody. Like it mm -hmm. is my interpretation on how to read because like I said, it's one of the few spreads that actually incorporates free will. Now, do you, because you use 1 through 10 on the cards, do you use numerology at all? Yes. Actually, if you look, you know what? This is a perfect time to show off this pamphlet because you are going to need some help putting this thing back together, folks. This pamphlet is, it's a one-page zine. You can see, let me turn this down a little bit too bright. There we go. So you can see each one is signed, signed and numbered. I got lucky number 13. So as you can see, it goes through. Yep. Yep. We got 11. Yep. Like the first couple of things are a little bit about how to read and I, what I used for. So there are actually quite a few different ways to read the numbers, like especially with poker decks. One of the things that I was taught very early on was here's one card meaning go and figure out the rest but with like the poker decks each a lot of times the face cards though the court cards have to do with like physical traits and they have their own set of numerology that is separate from the tarot the numerology that i went with is actually based on the uh pythagorean mm -hmm. numerology and yeah that is actually right here. So there's a very quick, like, couple of words to tell you what each. Wow, that is not picking up at all. So there's a very quick couple of words to tell you about the numerology. And this numerology is based off of Pythagorean numerology, which is the one that we use for birth charts and things. Mm -hmm. <coughs> which it only goes one through nine. It does not include ten. So ten would also be a completion card. But so basically how this works, you know, you've got it, you open it up, there are the suits, you get to the end, and there's some very, very basic instructions on how to, to do this. But what you do is you open it up like a piece of paper, and then you're going to fold it the other way. So that it comes out looking kind of like, like that. And then you can take the middle and fold it over like this. And then it's inside out. Yeah. I'm going to have to do a video on how to do this. Okay, so basically the side you want out so if you fold it like a hamburger with a side you want out and then you can fold the sides back in so it ends up looking like a hot dog 
like so. And then you can grab the insides and turn it like that. It's very simple. Once you, uh, if you pay attention, whenever you are opening it, you should be able to click it back together. Right. It's, it's, it should be fine. It is, it, you know, yeah, once you know how to do it, it's not very complicated at all. Right. And it does it definitely folds up better in its original form because I, I really pressed them hard to make sure that they came out nice looking. So mm -hmm. here is the reading from that is actually it. If you, um, I have another spread that I want to develop a little bit more that comes out looking like a heart for lovers. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be in the original pamphlet that was for sale, but I took it down because it became such a mess trying to sell digital stuff. And I wasn't real happy with some of the things. I'm like, okay, you know what? Part of the gimmick is that you have to figure out the meaning of cards yourself. Okay. This will take me just a second to shuffle and tap in. Okay, who wants a reading? Mary Green, what's your birthday, dear? Did we lose everybody? No, we still got viewers. We're happy that you have stuck with us this long. We greatly appreciate it. Right. I think it's I think we've had some fun tonight. I'm really excited about this deck. I've had a lot of fun. This is like I mean, uh, uh, this is now my go-to deck. I'm dropping this wig off. I'm done. Date of birth, y'all. All right. January 1st, 53. All right, Mary, let's read your fortune. All right, I'm going to give you, like I said, a special treat. This is a full reading. Usually for shows, I only do like one or two cards, but I'm going to show you how to do the hourglass reading. I'm only going to be able to do one or two of these because they're, they're about 15-minute read. Yeah. Of course, you're going to act up because you're on camera, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Like a kid showing off. <laughs> okay. So this first row are the sands that are at the bottom of the hourglass. They are still, oftentimes this is something that goes clear back deep into your past. And maybe at least when you still felt like a child. Um. Basically, this is a pattern. This is the pattern you have to break. The overarching pattern. What I see is that you, you dig so deep for balance. You're always trying to reach that new evolutionary step. And that sense of imbalance has become a natural state for you. And so, like anything else, you try to maintain it. You have a tendency to go through things looking in a very scientific way. And this is very much about how you seek. You're still seeking in a very scientific way, but you've lost sight of what you were seeking. You don't know what direction you're going at all. 
it's almost like uh It feels like the story should have ended a long time ago, but somehow you still just keep going forward and you don't know why anymore. And that has become, because I see this in the first line of cards, that sounds like something that has really almost become something that's defining you. Walking in the dark. Yeah. It, it is something that you wouldn't know how to walk in the light at this point. You wear blinders to walk in the dark because that's more comfortable than moving forward. That's what it means when it's down here. So the second one are sands that are still sliding into place. They've fallen, they've struck down, and they're still sliding in place. So when I see this, I think of stuff that has happened, but you're still feeling the repercussions of. So if you look here, we have, and again, this is one of those, if you choose to read reverse, you can. I put two different types of numbers on here, like the thicker, blacker ones to me are upside down. Your phone died. Hello, Valerie. And then a thinner one, like this to me would be upright. If you look the, oh, this is six. So if you look, the numbering is different. So even on a card like this, I could still tell what the reverse is. And with this card being reverse, um, it's kind of that loss of wonder. It's almost like this jaded feeling that has started to take over. And you're reaching a point where you're really, really starting to stop and look at the life that you're living. And you're starting to really break down that illusion. Like you've been told to improve yourself your whole life. And now it's time to stop and look and see that you can only improve to a certain extent. You're still a human being. And that's been going on more recently. This is very much stopping and taking an honest look at yourself. You know, giving yourself a chance to actually breathe and examine honestly what's going on. So these are the stands in the air. <clears throat> so this is kind of how you responded to this. This is an action that's been taken. It can't be untaken, but the full effects have not been felt yet. Um, with this card, if you look, the hearts have a very sharp edge to them. It's very much a hardening of the heart. And if you look on the card, you can see some pretty nasty words. Um, like rage, fear, pain. I have absolutely no idea what is on this bottom card here. People have asked me, but there is a word in there. So so I really can't tell you what it is because I don't know what it is, but hate. And these are all... This card very much warns of letting yourself become your pain, become defined by your pain and blindly lashing out at other people. You know, the hardened heart cuts other people's hearts. It very much could be loss. It could be affected loss. 
that's the big thing I'm seeing here is that it's making you mean. Wow. Sorry about that. I hope y'all don't get stuff. Uh, don't get motion sickness. Spirit spoke. Apparently. <clears throat> There we go. Ah, I have one more symbol. It, it wouldn't make sense that loss would do that. <clears throat> Remember, this is all still just in your past. So this may not be anything you are still resonating with. The next card is the one that is where you are. Because this one is the part of the hourglass where one sand's going through that very, very thin spot in the glass. So you have a very, very limited amount going through. It's the infinite now. I like to tell people this is the point in which I shuffled the cards. Oh. Oh. It's time to evaluate who you've got around you. You may not be the crazy mean one. It may be that it's time to start removing people from your circle. And what and believe people when they tell you who they are. That's what this card says. Believe people when they tell you who they are. Because they will. They'll smile in your face and then they'll say terrible things. You've been removing people. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so these are your choices which I have a feeling I already know what one of them is going to be and that you're already moving in that direction. Well, yeah, kind of. Okay, so... Whenever I do these next two rows, I always do them together because what you have from the point where the sands are passing through, you've got two choices, left or right. But also there's always a third direction because this is a spectrum of choices. And that spectrum lies between these two options with the third option being a middle path. <coughs> but <coughs> in this situation, there really isn't a middle path. You really don't have a choice. Your first, your first choice is kind of to, to take a real solid look at what you want and kind of move on. <clears throat> Shooting for the stars almost. If you look, it is like a spyglass. Here's the thing about the stars. Um, and I, this is the little line out of the book. Like the stars guided people for millennia multiple millennia as long as there have been people they've been guiding themselves by the stars and that's very much what's going on here check in with your star don't let this earthly crap drag you down you pick your star and you follow it the other is literally another star character you've got eight upright and then nine upside down so your other option is kind of to let other people pick for you all these stars are possible, but with this card being upside down, there we go. See how it's the thicker letters, that sharper letter or number. It's a number that, yeah, that's it, Dottie. It's a number. This card is reversed and it's basically letting somebody else pick your path for you. And we know how that goes. 
there's really no there's really no in between there because this card is very much upside down. And if you look, it's a very broken heart. It's not knowing yourself. Uh, yeah, I'll see. It's the difference between not knowing who you are and not being willing to accept who you are. Refusing to be who you are. <clears throat> so it's, it's literally not an option. If you let other people decide your path for you, then again, you end up with another upside down, very important heart card. It's almost like it's dying. It's a dying dragonfly. It's the denial of your own divinity. And the other path, the path where you pick your, you, you refocus on your star. You figure out what direction you're going. Reestablish your um, bearings. You reestablish your bearings so that you can actually start to see through the windows. All the confusion that's been laid in front of you is going to start clearing up. It's cleaning the windows. Yeah, stress can give you a heart attack. Stress can literally give you a heart attack. I know when I was in a really dark place, I remember one moment where I kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, if I had a heart attack, I would be dead before I realized it because my chest hurts so constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our bodies will react to stress poorly. Okay, we'll do one more. Her, her uh, day up here. Shannon, are you still in the chat? You didn't have any physical pain with it? But I do think it's kind of interesting that the hearts came up so much after just having a heart attack. But it definitely looks like it's been stress related. Especially the hearts reversed. Be, yeah. I mean, because it was. It was the heart completion, the 10, right? The only one that wasn't reversed was the one that is kind of bad. Yeah. EKG found it. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Sometimes we, un we understand. <laughs> Some people just feel funny. Um, it's one of those things that I remember in nursing. It says, if somebody tells you that they're going to die, believe them. Because that's honestly the only warning that some people get. They don't necessarily get the pain. They just, the body shuts down and, you know, they're, they're already dead before the pain catches up. That is my boob. My camera is boob level. <laughs> it's not okay. All right. Uh -huh. Are you in the chat? I haven't seen her in the chat. She has not responded back yet. Okay. 
Okay. We are heading up to two hours, y'all. I know. And I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. But you can get your deck at DottiePsychic.com. Oh, there she is. <laughs> D-O-T-T-I-E, the psychic.com. All right, Shannon, you're the last reading of the night, dear. Yes, and we're going. We're, we'll call it for the night after this. Okay. And yeah. While while you are shopping, I do want to say thank you to everyone for joining us and staying on for so long. Um, this has been really exciting talking to Dottie, hearing all about the Madame Tortuga's Oracle deck. Yep. Shannon, what you been getting? Oh, well, we already know what you've been getting into. <laughs> Girl, I'm afraid to tell you that you need to take a break because a lot of what you've been doing has been helping me. Right? <laughs> oh. It does seem like it. When I see something, none of this looks bad. I could definitely, because I know a little bit about what's going on in the background. And it is all, it looks like it's a lot of turmoil. You've got the not being protected by the shield of right and wrong. Sometimes just because you're right doesn't mean you're, you know, protected. The good guy does not always win. But you've also taken a scientific way of looking at things that you are kind of renowned for. And that's great especially since your morals have become more flexible as you've gotten older. So this is another one of those cards that really does change with who, who I'm reading for, where it is in the reading. <clears throat> and this time it's almost like a loss of innocence. And that feeling of being disempowered. And also trying to reestablish a new balance or shaking up an old balance. I'm not sure. This might be breaking down an old established traits, which is also something you're known for. But ultimately, you kind of got control of this. Like, it is going to work out. You're going to be the one to control the situation. Which, honestly, I kind of expect out of Shannon. She's kind of boss like that. That was not the, that was, that was not the uh, hourglass reading. But sometimes your cards just jump out. Absolutely. I think this has to do with the, you know what? I, we will talk about it later, not on screen. But I think I know what that was about. I admire anybody that can shuffle like that. That see, usually it doesn't do this. So things come into fruition. Your cards are just flipping. Like I would love to give you an actual reading, but they keep flipping out like that. So things come into fruition, and then you've got the the tent. Okay, well, I guess that's the end of the readings. The gods have spoken now twice, and I have learned not to ignore them because the third time always sucks. Absolutely. I agree with you. All right. Okay. So you've got the butterfly. You've got the butterfly of hearts. Not the butterfly. It is the dragonfly. The dragonfly of hearts. So it's very much, don't worry about it right now. Just follow your heart and things are going to work out. Things are going to work out. 
It may not feel like it all the time, but you got this. Absolutely. And apparently I'm not going to get around to doing the whole hourglass reading, but we could, we did get to do one. I am going to try and do a basic video on how to do like a little, my own review on the cards because mm -hmm. I do know some of the back stuff. Muscle man. Yeah. Yes. Very. <laughs> Cause I would love to go into like a little bit more about, I, each one of these cards has a unique meaning to me. Even the ones that I just drew to draw. Yeah. This one is very much, this, I guess this card's for me right now. This card is, I think it's nearly dead center of the deck. I'm not quite sure, but if you look at it, it's got the shooting star in the center and all these paths all sometimes the stars just line up other people's paths run parallel to ours and by lighting the way for ourselves by following our own path we light the way for others to follow theirs that's my Aaron. I, you know what? I've been wanting to do a video on runes forever because I've got this whole carrot. You know, have you ever heard the joke? I'm going to give you a carrot reading. Say, don't you mean a tarot reading? <laughs> a carrot reading. Somebody drops a bunch of carrots and I wanted to carve runes in some of them and auger them in some of them and do one that's just on all the ancient alphabets, like the ancient stone reading kind of things. Mm hmm. Either that or reading your lunch. I don't know. I haven't figured out the twist I'm going to take that joke with. But Okay, so I I am the type of person that all of my cards have to be the same way. And I do not re read reverse. You don't read reverse? No. Okay, well, then this deck's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm going to do a quick shuffle <laughs> and a one card pull. And we'll see see where it goes, and so that I can say that I participated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell you what, you can read for the you can read for my success. All right, good idea. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, this is from your extras. Interesting. So this is the beautiful chaos. Yes, like everything all at once. Everywhere everything everywhere all at once. And this is kind of how you've been lately, right? You're you're like a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. You got a little bit of you here, 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 and and just moving forward with it. I and I love it. You know, that everything, like if you see, you see the hearts, you see the flowers, which is the roses, you see um, the pinnacles in there, you see the eyes, everything is in there. So full, I, I, I would call this full completion. Like things are, things come together because I focus right there on the center. And I feel like it pulls everything in. It does kind of look like some sort of crazy Mandela. Yeah. 
I love it though. The, you know, I've put this has definitely been. Let me put the camera back. Oh, the tripod's in the way. Oh, what a night for my acne to act up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like a kaleidoscope. Absolutely. Very much like a kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. And it kind of is like, wow, that hair, man. <laughs> Woo! Like, I, I'm all about the witch aesthetic, but I feel like, like, definitely look like I might be a cute. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, so, you can get this amazing deck at dottie the psychic.com i do not do it nearly as wonderful as you do um but pull it from a commercial that little like that do you remember the go daddy commercial yeah. if you listen go daddy.com i'm like <laughs> really i know my hair it's growing so long and it's also growing upward and outward and everywhere it's just like you. Personality everywhere. Oh. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, greatly appreciate it. I hope that you have enjoyed your time with us. And uh, we will see you out there in the community within the next two months. Yeah, because we got pagan. We got prides coming up, folks. Central West Virginia Pagan Pride, August 19th, and Metro Valley Pagan Pride, September 16th. Where we are so close. Our deadlines are, are here. Yeah, they're vastly approaching. Like, we actually have cut off, we've cut off the uh, entertainment and classes because, honestly, we're full. Good. We're, we're full for entertainment and we are nearly full for classes. We may be able to sneak one in maybe if, cause there may be a cancellation. There's one person that we're, we're we don't know if they're going to be able to show or not, but they got first dibs. If not, then we'll have literally one space for a class. Hey, I understand that happens in the community. You never know what's going to happen on the day of. Right. And we're going to be running out of space for merchants real quick, too. We were already up over 20 or so. Wonderful. Yeah. Especially because it's a first. I mean, it's not really a first event. Here's the thing. This is a baby event. This not a baby event. This is a spinoff event from Collins Charleston area Pagan Pride. So he already had done a lot of the work and then he died and we watched this event kind of crash with him. And I don't think this, I don't think we as a people had the stomach to just watch it disappear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to be the dumbass who was brave enough to jump on that mess and I've just kind of found that there was a void there for something greater than just an event. Yeah. And so that is what Metro Valley Pagan Pride has become. We've got ideas We've already got, um, we have pamphlets out, <clears throat> Meet the Pagans, that kind of goes into a little bit more detail. Of It's a very brief explanation about what Metro Valley Pagan Pride is, because it's more than just a single event. It's, an, it's a nonprofit that is trying to bring social outreach to the pagan community. And it has a little bit about some 
of the pagans in the valley because honestly if we try to list off every type of pagan there was in the valley we'd just be lit reading off a list of names at some point yeah um but you know a lot of the the basic stuff the things that kind of open the door for people and a lot of the classes we want to hold some of them like we've got a suicide prevention class the the extension agency has agreed to do a suicide prevention class because we have and uh, we have an, an we have a high mortality rate because we get a lot of people that are rejected by mainstream religion for whatever reason either that you know some of them are because they have a a nasty history and they're trying to get clean and trying to get sober and they're using their faith to help them follow that path like they're using that as the path to get clean some of them are you know we've got a lot of trans and queer people that's how i kind of got in on it uh who kind of feel betrayed by other things and so we start down we start looking for the gods who show up and and here's the thing like sometimes the gods don't show up for some people so we welcome atheists too it's not for me to tell you what to believe it's my job to try and make a space for it. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we've That's got what community leaders do. Right. Uh, Cindy and Mary have been pretty actively working on what we're going to call a family program. Um, rather than doing like just kids programming, we're going to try and do, uh, they're going to try and work out. So eventually, if we can get the funding and whatnot, we're doing a lot of fundraising, <laughs> a lot of fundraising. So if we can get to a point where we can afford to do this, we have dreams of doing a family-based pagan camp. So, you know, a lot of us remember going to 4-H and things like that, but this is going to be like the whole family, you know, where we have activities and things for the whole family, and those are going to be pagan-based. One of the pet projects that I very much want to, to tackle Robin and I had actually really, we've already reached out to hospice to try and get the training that we would need so that we can start, you know, directing people on how to do it. But um, getting a hold of people is a nightmare. Like I'm out there trying to, I'm already trying to network just to get Dottie the psychic off the ground. So it's nothing for me to just kind of also try to sneak in Metro Valley Pagan Pride. Um, but getting a hold of hospice to start a you know a program so that because there's there are christian chaplains in every hospital and in hospice but it's rare to find a pagan chaplain somebody who would know you know what a heathen would want to hear on their deathbed like and especially in that out that final hour especially for a lot of us that are first generations our family may not believe what we believe and they especially in that dark hour be scared for us and try to shove their religion in the last minute which is not something you want to deal with while you're dying while you're trying to make that transition as peacefully as possible yeah and also like you know there's just things like that and those that's the void that metro valley pagan pride is trying to fill absolutely it's a lot. I know, but it, baby steps in the growth of 
what is so important to the community. Right. And it's not like right now I'm figure right now I'm like a figurehead, but honestly, I, I have every intentions of not be, I'm not going to be the president of this thing forever. One of the things that we had already agreed on the whole council and us had agreed on was to try and make this thing resilient. Um, one of the things that we want to do at Pagan Pride at our event this year is induct council members um, so that we can start to build an actual functioning Pagan council in West Virginia. So, and you know, we want to keep people coming in, continually bringing people in who are, for, you know, who are doing something for the community. People who are a part of the community and will speak for the community. Eventually, we'd like to do grant writing. Like we're building a website. Cindy is building a website so that we can start grant writing so that we can pay people to do the stuff that needs to be done, like the constant level of paperwork checking and things like that. So if we can get like if we can get like one paid position, it's not going to be me. It's going to be somebody who can actually keep up with the goddamn paperwork. <laughs> Carol, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so that is what Pink and Pride means to me. What does it mean to you? To me, it has always been about bringing members of the community together to be a big family. Because for me, I've never felt like my biological family was my true family. And whenever I started back in 2012, having small gatherings here and there to be handed over Morgantown, that was like okay time to, time to establish your family and to me it has always been about the pagan community being my family and the members of my family so that's that's where it is for me i i want to see us grow i want to see more people come together and show up for the event if we we are having them show up explore um, mingle, you know, communicate with other people because you don't know what someone um, can teach you. Right. So you and start talking. And here's the thing, like family doesn't just mean pagan. Like a lot no. of us have family no. that's Christian and whatnot. The, the thing is that it's the open mind mentality that is more important than what you actually do. What you believe is between you and your God Honestly, I have a particular love for the absurd. So that is an atheistic perspective that, and it's not my perspective. I just appreciate it, you know? Yeah. So very much open. We're going to try and have, uh, we're going to try and have like uh, a class on satanic atheism. If, if, if my buddy can be there. He had a lot of life happen, so I don't know if he's... He says he's going to be there. He's going to try and be there. Honestly, I wouldn't blame him if he never came back to West Virginia again. Well, I did try last year to get someone from the Satanic Temple to to come to Central, and I got no response. 
it's like like you said it's hard whenever you're reaching out and trying to network it's hard to communicate with people sometimes a lot of it is just pestering the hell out of people uh, you know i do not have the my superpower is that i can be super obnoxious <laughs> Once I've decided that you need to talk to me, you're much better off just talking to me because I don't know that I've already spoken to you twice until you speak back. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, I have enjoyed my time tonight and I look forward to seeing everybody out in the community very soon. So go get your deck and then leave an amazing review and tell her what you think thank you guys and thank thank you for having me on and doing this deck review it's been kind of amazing it's a lot of fun i i i am all about the the backstory i love history i love knowing what's you know what the story is behind the creation process so i've i've enjoyed it tremendously all right, everybody, we are going to say good night, and we love you. Thank you so much. So you can find out about me at LadyGwendolynHealing.com or at Rowan Temple of Light on Facebook or YouTube, and it tells you all about everything that we're doing there. And um, you can find everything about me at D-O-T-T-I-E, thepsychic.com. Safe travel and much profit to you. Good night, everybody. Come on. <laughs>